drink and dance all night Now it's talk with diapers and pacifiers And our fans are feeling tight Welcome back to another week of Bottle Service. It's me, your girl, Sarah Merrill Hall, coming to you live from my bathrobe today. Um, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm a little bit under the weather. But here we are. We push through. We make do. Motherhood. Am I right? (laughs) I mean, there's no days off. Zero days off. Um, And on the subject of zero days off, I wanted to talk about childcare this week because we all we all do need a little break here and there and um childcare is one of these issues that come up that can be it can be a real challenge finding childcare even feeling comfortable with having childcare i know that's something i struggled with in the early early days of um having bodhi like i i like didn't even want anybody else to really hold my baby <laughs> like i was one of those um early on luckily i did get over that pretty easily yeah this is a topic i get asked a lot about i get a lot of dms about this one especially over the last year um i think people see me doing things like I've traveled solo I've traveled just with my husband and people always slide into my dms like how do you do this with a small child um and the answer is childcare. yeah um it's it's <laughs> it is the pathway to freedom so it's a very important piece of the puzzle and um what sucks is this is something I I think you know in generations past we all had more of a village around us. Like we've all heard that saying, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. We all kind of had, or at least generations before us had villages, had support, had people around helping with childcare. Like we, you know, families, there used to live multi-generational family structures and we, you know, a lot of women didn't work. They all kind of like pulled together to help each other and do the childcare as more of a village. And in today's society, we're just not doing that anymore. You know, like a lot of us don't even live close to family members. We're going to work. We, we, we just don't have, we don't have the structures in place, um, for a quote unquote village. So now um, I actually heard a girl on TikTok say this and I was like, oh, that's that's on point. She said, like, it's not so much like the village that you have. It's the village that you pay for nowadays. And I think there is some truth to that. Um, you know, if you if you want child care, there is usually I mean, unless you're one of the lucky ones that has family or friends um, around that can help out for free, a lot of us are looking into childcare options that cost money. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about this week. I want to talk about navigating some childcare options um, from different budgets. Uh, I want to talk about, well, first I want to talk about even like how to start kind of easing in to having somebody else take care of your baby. Cause like I mentioned that was a that that can definitely be a struggle. That was a struggle for me. And then we'll kind of talk about um, how to find childcare, the types of childcare options available, and yeah, this is all. Also, I should say uh, this is just going to be a solo one from me. I actually did. I I looked to speak to a couple childcare experts, and I realized that the conversation was going to like focus more about like what's happening right now in terms of like the childcare crisis, which if you're unaware, (laughs) 
lucky us, we live in a time of a childcare crisis where the the demand just far outweighs the supply uh, in our current childcare market, and a lot of people are struggling to find childcare. Period, and also and and more so, finding affordable childcare has become really hard, and it's definitely a struggle. I figured for the purposes of this episode, I kind of like we all know that and um, I didn't want to get like too technical down that uh, rabbit hole because we could really get into it about like why that is what's happening and and all like why the market is broken essentially and why like this all sucks and is super shitty for us. But I thought maybe this episode would have more value just to kind of talk about what I mentioned, like actually procuring actual childcare. So let's get into it, shall we? Um, where to start? Okay. I, like I mentioned earlier, I know in those early days of new motherhood, I really struggled with even having like the idea of anybody else watching my baby. Like I, I kind of felt this surge of if I'm not watching him, like he's not safe. And that's crazy town. (laughs) That's, That's not true. And that's like one of those kind of like intrusive thoughts that can happen in your like early postpartum days that, um, is important to recognize, acknowledge, if you will, but it's not the truth. And so I think for me, some of the things that I did to help me like ease into somebody else watching my baby was just like starting off really slow. It was like having Brandon, my husband, watch the baby while I took a shower, which like in those early days was fewer, few and far between. Like I, I truly like didn't even feel comfortable and I would feel guilty like getting into the shower because it meant I wasn't watching him. And it felt like selfish of me to like take that time away from him. If you're out there listening to this and like feel any certain way about it, like maybe you're resonating with that, just know that that's really, really normal, um, especially in the early days. And it's okay. Again, I think if you can ease into just having like short spurts where someone else is watching your baby and especially in the beginning, have it having it be like the person who you hopefully trust the most, which is your partner, um, they're equally hopefully equally as invested as you are in like the the health and well-being of your baby so they can be trustworthy with your baby but just even doing short things like taking a shower leaving the house to maybe go grocery shopping or going like to a workout like really short um, errands for me in the beginning was like how I got comfortable like leaving my baby behind and then eventually you know Brandon was the only person I trusted in like I'd say for like the first three months and then the second person I trusted was Brandon's mom. So my our, my mother-in-law who, again, a family member, if you're lucky enough to live close to a family member who like wants to watch your baby, capitalize on that shit. Like that is literally the greatest gift ever is to have family that lives close by who wants to watch your baby because like they are super invested. I know like put me at ease a lot. So after about three months, I started trusting my mother-in-law to watch our baby. And again, I started off with just doing small errands. Like I would, I think my first like true outing was going to the mall with Brandon. We both went to the mall because I was like, I don't fit into any of my clothes. I need to get some new clothes. And we left for two hours. And I remember just driving away from the house. I felt so 
like not at ease. And then when we got about a mile and a half away, I was like, oh, I'm good. Like we're chilling. So just know like in those early times when you have somebody else babysitting your baby, like it's okay to feel a little, a little like not great about it, but just give yourself time and space and it gets easier. Now, of course, if you don't live close to family, you got to kind of find your childcare. And we're going to talk about like the different types of childcare there is, but I'm going to start off by talking about nannies and babysitters because that's kind of like, at least where I started in the beginning um, was just finding people who could, you know, watch him if we needed a date night or whatever it was. And I know a lot of you have slid into my DMs like asking like how you even find trustworthy babysitters or nannies because it can be a daunting task. I'm not going to lie. Um, so there's a couple ways that I I think are strong in defining a, a good babysitter or nanny. Um, the first being like word of mouth. So that's how we originally found our first non-family member babysitter was through friends of ours. So, you know, friends that had kids that, you know, had used babysitters in the past, gave us a couple names. That is always, I think, the best. Like they've already been vetted by people that you know or trust and you know, if they've watched your friend's kids, that, that kind of gives me a little a little sense of relief. So I think word of mouth is huge. And if you don't have like a big circle to pull from, because where we live now, I mean, we've only been here for a couple of years. I don't have like a huge pool of mom friends to lean on. So like another tip, and this is something I did because I'm insane, uh, is to go somewhere where like, you know, you're going to see other moms. So like the park, or like I take Bowie to the library or um, like we do this gym class once a week. So I would like go to those places where I knew I was going to see other moms. And then I would like strike up a conversation like, oh, I love, you know, your baby's onesie. So cute. Ha ha ha. Um, by the way, do you ha- like know any babysitters? <laughs> you know, like you just strike up the conversation and ask like there's no shame in the game. OK, like this is when it comes to finding good help, like you, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? I even made my husband ask his friends. I'm like, talk to your golf buddies. Like if any of your golf buddies have kids, like ask them where they found their nanny or if they know any babysitters. So this is a task, not just for you, but for your partner, like use whoever, like go to your circle and see if you can find some babysitters or uh, a nanny through friends. Um, Aside from just asking people like directly, you can also like post the shit on social media. I have found that has been so helpful for a lot of things in motherhood, but just posting on like Instagram, like, hey, a question sticker, like, hey, anybody in insert your city here um, have any good babysitter or nanny recommendations? We're looking. I've posted that. I got a couple like that's how I got a couple strong leads that way. Also with social media. I have found um, there's been like I haven't used Facebook I don't think since like 2012 but it is until recently because for motherhood this shit comes in handy by having uh, you can check your local listings for like Facebook groups for and like I know for us like we have like a Nashville babysitters like group page on Facebook which is awesome because it has there's a lot of moms in there that are posting, you know, what their babysitting or nanny needs are. And then there's a ton of babysitters and nannies in that group who can like then respond to the posting. So I did that when we started looking for like more consistent babysitter. Like I realized I I wanted to get somebody maybe like two days a week in our house to help babysit. And, um, 
that's where I turned to like the Facebook group because I, I knew I needed somebody like consistent and I wanted to find somebody who was like interested in that type of work, not just like one off, you know, date night babysitting, if that makes sense. I will say with when you do that, like when I posted on like the Facebook group, it can be a little annoying because you do have to do some vetting. Like I remember I posted, I, I put a post up like asking for like, you know, help Tuesdays and Thursdays gave my whatever the requirements we were looking for. And then I got like 20 people, you know, messaging me that they were interested. And then you kind of have to go through a little bit of a vetting process talking to them. I would do like phone interviews and see like who I was vibing with. And then at the end, I think I like met with three of um, my, my top choices and kind of narrowed it down from there. And that I liked because I feel like I had a lot of control over the process. There is, of course, websites like care.com um, that can help do this as well. There's there's like nanny placement agencies that are like you can find in your like local area just through like a Google search. I know where I am. There's like another um, resource called Southern Sitters that is like kind of like a nanny and babysitting placement agency if that helps anybody. But those can be a little bit pricier. You're paying a little bit of a premium for those resources. So like social media and asking around are free. That's and that's at least like where I started. Now, I will say in terms of childcare, like nannies and babysitters are like on the higher end in terms of price point. Like you're, you know, paying somebody hourly and that shit adds up for us. Like we got pretty creative to kind of help this make sense for our family I have the luxury of working from home. So, I mean, I was able to get somebody to come to our house. Like I would do like five hours a day. And I started off at like two days a week just to kind of get my feet wet, like back into working. And and that kind of kept costs down from doing like a full-time nanny per se. So if you have the options to get flexible with like your time, I think that's like a great way at least to get started. Now, if you are obviously going back to an office or going back to a full-time job, you're going to need full-time care. So that's where daycare like makes a ton of sense. Now, if you listen to, we did an episode a couple weeks ago um, where we d- talked about like the getting back, getting back into work and the daycare piece is a challenge, you know, like getting on these lists, like that's part of the childcare crisis we're in right now is that like the demand is so high and the supply is in short supply. So it can be hard to get a spot in daycare. So if you're like me and didn't put your kid on a list, you know, the day that you took a positive pregnancy test, you can get on wait lists. So what I did is I would like, I, you know, just did a Google search, found a bunch of daycare like places around me and then like started calling, started emailing. I didn't want to just like blindly put myself on these waiting lists because like I've heard through friends, you know, they can be long and then you just become a number. I know when I, I actually went into like one of the daycare places and just like talked to the, you know, the woman working there who like happened to be the owner. And once I made like a personal connection, she's like, let me know when you want him to start. Like, I'm sure we can like make something happen. So, you know, don't be discouraged that like, y- you know, you're just going to be on these long waiting lists, like a freaking cattle call. I think if you can like reach out try and put a face to the name, like get in front of the people at these daycares. Like I think 
it can help you kind of get pushed through the system a little bit more. At least that's like my, my advice. And she even said that she's like the people who show up here, like are and are serious about getting in. We, we try to accommodate. So you never know. I mean, that's probably not going to be every daycare you walk into, but you might get lucky. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of morning recovery from more labs. If you want to celebrate and kick back with a few cocktails, but don't want to feel like crap the next day when your baby is screaming their little heads off, then morning recovery is for you. They help speed up the breakdown of alcohol-induced toxins. All you have to do is drink one little bottle of morning recovery the night you're drinking and let their proprietary blend of electrolytes and vitamins rehydrate and restore lost nutrients so you can wake up ready to take on the day. Let me tell you, my pantry is stocked with morning recovery. I do not like drinking without them. I just can't afford it with a toddler these days. So right now, I have a little discount code for you so you can stock up too. Right now, you can get 20% off and support this show at the same time when you use code BIGKID at checkout. 20% off. Like, that is a sweet deal, guys. So don't let rough mornings after drinking dampen the next day. Drink smarter with morning recovery at morelabs.com slash BIGKID. And again, use code BIGKID for 20% off your orders. Cheers. It's also important to note that um, there's different types of daycare. So I, there is like full-time daycare. There's also it, some daycares offer like part-time schedules. So that's what I'm looking for for Bodhi right now. Like I found one that um, does like a three-day-a-week program. I think I'm going to wait until he turns two to do that. That's just me personally. That's like my preference, waiting for him to be two. I, I'm home. So like it makes, you know, I just, I I want to utilize this time before he goes off to daycare as much as possible but like whatever your situation is like and however much daycare you need like do you I when I first even started reaching out to daycares I started getting like flooded with all this information like I feel like the TikTok algorithm took me down this dark hole of like really scaring me into sending my kid to daycare and I just want to say like at least from like I have friends who have sent their kids to daycare really early on. Um, I haven't done it yet myself, but I, you know, it's an amazing option. I I was a daycare kid. I talked to my pediatrician about it because we were a couple months ago, like about to put Bodhi in. There was like an opening at a daycare and they're like, we could take him now, even though I wanted to start him at two. And we were like, ooh, should we start now? I ultimately chickened out. But (laughs) at the time I talked to our pediatrician and he gave me this like great piece of advice when it came to daycare that I just wanted to pass on to you guys because we were asking him, we're like, what is the ideal time to start your kid in daycare? I've heard it's two. And he kind of laughed at me. He's like, listen, I have four kids. He's like my first kid. We waited until he was two to put him in daycare. The second kid at one, we threw him in daycare. The third kid by three months, we put him in daycare. And then the fourth kid, literally the day that they would take him. So like six weeks, that kid was in daycare. All four of my kids turned out just fine. You could never tell who started daycare earlier than who. It doesn't matter. You're just whatever works for you is the right time to start your kid in daycare. That was his advice to me. And I that made me feel so much better. So I don't know whoever needs to hear that, but 
just know whenever you need to start your daycare, your kid in a daycare is going to be fine. There's also, um, aside from daycare, kind of if you want to get your feet wet into the daycare system, there's also these programs called Mother's Day Out programs that I had never heard of until starting to look into this. But those are programs that are going to be a little bit smaller than daycare. Like you could send your kid in for like two, three hours at a time. And usually those are like two or three days a week. And I think that is a great option. Like I've heard from my mom friends here, like that's where you need to get started. There's none that are like super close to me. Like they're kind of like a far drive. So that's why I haven't done it. But I think um, if you can Google, do a Google search of like Mother's Day Out programs by me, that is another great option and a great way to find um, some extra child care during the week. Okay, so we've talked about babysitters and nannies. We've talked about daycare. We've talked about Mother's Day Out programs. Another kind of like flexible option that there is that I, again, didn't know of until doing this myself is um, nanny shares. If you don't want to go full-blown daycare and you'd want a private nanny, but you might not be able to afford like your own, you can go in with a share with different families. So I actually, we talked, we ended up talking to this woman who did a nanny share and, and she basically explained it to us like this. Like she, there's like three families in the neighborhood. We could have been the fourth and they essentially like switched off in each other's houses. So like on Monday, the kids would all be in one person's house. On Tuesday, they would switch to another person's house and so on. For us, that didn't really work because like both my husband and I work from home and we're like, we can't have like four kids screaming in our house. So it didn't work out for us. But I think that's a really good option for people who, you know, are looking for a little bit of a cheaper situation from like a just typical private nanny. And actually now that he's a little bit older, I would actually maybe look into that again. I actually might look into that again now that I'm thinking about it because it's also kind of like a great way to have them like your kids socialize a little bit aside from doing like a full-blown daycare where like I'm a little worried his immune system like I just don't want uh, like him to be sick every other week in a daycare but like a nanny share just like having like three four kids around I think that's like a really nice way to like get them a little socialized have them have some buddies to play with during the day and then you know also have some freedom ourselves. So those are like the main sources of childcare that I have found, um, you know, babysitters, nannies, a nanny share, Mother's Day Out programs, daycare. I don't know like what your specific situation is. If you can get flexible with it, that's awesome. I mean, that's something that's been great for us as we've been able to kind of like make our own kind of childcare situation where like I can tell you right now. So I have um, my mother-in-law watches Bodie two days a week. And then for another two days a week, I have a babysitter that comes for about five hour windows. And then I have like one free day where it's just like me and Bodie going on adventures. For us, that works out really, really well. And again, I know I'm very, very lucky to have a mother-in-law who like wants to watch her baby. She like looks forward to watching our little guy every week, which is huge. And that has really, really cut down on the cost for us. But even just having those babysitters for five hours a day, two days a week, it's still expensive. You know, it's still like an extra thousand dollars a month. And that's not including like when we want to go on date nights or we have like an event at night that we both um, need to, or we both want to go to. And that's like an extra, you know, 
$150 in childcare every time we want to leave the house and go out. Uh, so it does add up. It is, it is one of those things I know if you're like feeling like a certain way about it, like this is insane. Um, just know you're not alone in that thought. And like, actually I was looking at some statistics from the department of labor. They say right now that like the average childcare costs are like 20% of people's income. 27% of income goes to childcare is like the average American family, which is insane. Like they also suggest that like to be affordable, it should be about 7%. So that is a really high number. I think we're all feeling it. So if you have the ability to get creative, to cut some hours out, I think it helps. This is also, I mean, we're seeing like for the first time in a while, like a lot of women are leaving the workforce because it's more affordable to stay home than it is to pay for childcare, which is crazy. And we can get through an entire rabbit hole going down that because I mean, I'm even kind of feeling the pressure a little bit. Like I, I haven't been able to really return to like my full-time work schedule because it just makes more sense for me to be home than to pay for that much more childcare. And it is, it's like shitty that I think a lot of the times it is the women who have to bear the brunt of this and are the ones that have asked to get home. Like I know I have been thinking about this. Like it just kind of annoys me that like my husband obviously he he like makes more money than I do but like he also ha- is seven years older than me he's built his career he's had seven more years to build his career over me so it kind of like there, it is a big sacrifice I think is what I'm getting at is that women get kind of bear the brunt of um, having to pick up the slack if like you can't afford childcare. so if you're frustrated if you're feeling the pinch I'm with you and a lot of us are with you. I this is a this is a huge problem that faces a lot of us. And I don't really know what the answer is. Is the truth. Um you know, there's been pushes for more federal funding for childcare, which I think would be really helpful. There's campaigns like the Moms First campaign that calls on the private sector to scale up their efforts to support working parents. I think that's great. Um, I think this isn't going to be an issue until like we all get together and figure out how to fix it. This isn't, it's crazy to me that this isn't as big of an issue in other countries. This is a uniquely American problem, which is just great. Anyway, (laughs) I would love to hear from you guys. If you have cracked the code on Childcare. If you if you um, have any tips, tricks, anything else you want to share with the community, hit me up on Instagram. I'm going to be sharing more on this, especially the week that this episode comes out. So make sure to check in with me on Instagram, always at Big Kid Problems or on my personal at Sarah Merrill underscore Hall. I always love chatting with you guys. Love hearing your perspective on all things, um, especially when it comes to this, because this is something I'm I'm honestly still navigating too. I feel like we have a, we have a, a nice little rhythm going right now, but like childcare needs change all the time. Like I'm already thinking of it, this works right now, but in a couple months, like Bodhi's gonna need a little bit more interaction and stimulation, and we're probably gonna have to change things up, you know. So that's the nature of the beast. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining me this week. I hope this was oddly helpful or anything, even if it just helps to hear that somebody else is like 
struggling through this also. But I will see you back here next time. We're going to have a guest on next week's episode. It's going to be a fun one. So come on back. And thank you for bumping along with me this week. See ya. Winter, 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 winter,